Hello, and welcome to Doc Tales, the podcast where I get to interview my dad about his lifelong adventures as a doctor in Israel and all around the world. I'm Yoni Alkin. And I'm Dr. Michael Alkin. And he's here to tell you, in his own voice, his Doc Tales. Today's bonus mini episode is a great connector between its two adjacent neighbors. It's basically a segment that was removed from the previous episode, because my dad went on a tangent about how he got to join the secret mission to Kurdistan. I hope this segment will give you appetite to listen to both episodes. So without further ado, here's the piece. Enjoy! What happened next was that uh, I spent the time in the Sinai, and from there we were sent to the Gaza Strip to be the governing force, the army that kept law and order in the Gaza Strip, which was another terrible two months, mm-hmm. during which, uh, by the way, the army in its wisdom hired a local man to uh, clean our clinic and uh, quarters. And I said, no way, my medics are going to clean their own dwellings and the clinic Mm -hmm. and he said how will I put bread on the table for my family I said how long does it take you to clean he said three hours every day I said that's no problem you teach us Arabic for three hours every day and my medics will clean their own rooms and the clinic Mm. and within two months I learned spoken Arabic, which uh, in the next chapter that we will talk about became very, very, very useful. Yeah. Even in Gaza, it was nice to be able to speak better Arabic than the broken language that I brought back from my time with Ben Asa and my internship in Beersheba, taking care of Bedouin patients. Yes, I knew how to say blood pressure, chest pain, fever in Arabic. Does it hurt you in Arabic? But to speak fluent Arabic, I'm still grateful to this sweeper, the Gaza men who never cleaned our dwellings, but all, but taught us Arabic. That was very wise, yeah. After that, uh, I'm running into another chapter that we'll talk about at another time. There was a an exercise in the Golan Heights, which were at the time scarcely inhabited. There were hardly any Arabs left there. The ones who kept their villages were the Druze. The Syrians left, and we used the uh, ruins of their villages uh, as a training ground for uh, warfare in built-up areas. And this was a night exercise, And one of the commanders introduces a a stranger, a complete stranger to us. And he says, this is General Gonzalez from Mexico. And he turns into Hebrew and says, don't believe a word of it. (laughs) I will say this in Hebrew because it's so funny. He said, this is General Gonzalez from uh, Mexico. (laughs) It basically spells out. Uh, a, lie. a lie yeah which is something kids do and so that's really funny and as it so often happens one of the mortar shells misses its target and explodes in our midst 
and General Gonzalez has two shrapnels in his butt. Mm. And you could see an Israeli medic shining a light onto the general's backside <laughs> and an Israeli doctor with forceps fishing out the two shrapnels from his behind. And he turns around and says, shukran, shukran. Ah. Thank you, thank you. And I say, al-afu, al-afu, you're welcome, you're welcome. Sorry, both of those are in Arabic. Yeah, In Arabic. And he starts speaking a funny way of Arabic to me, and I try to answer in my Palestinian Gaza Arabic. Doesn't lead to anything. And I have a hint that this is something which is interesting. I turn to his host, the, the officer who brought him in, and say, I want to go there too. And he says, uh, I will see to it. I'm sorry, go where? Oh, we, I didn't even know where. Oh, okay. But I, it was clear that he's from one of the surrounding countries and that uh, we have some kind of a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And this commanding officer said to me, yes, we're sending doctors to that part of the world. Uh, I will talk to the right people. Mm -hmm. And within six months, I was abroad in a place that I will describe in a different chapter, completely on my own, with one more Israeli as my medic, and two other Israelis about an hour on foot away in a different uh, camp. And uh, I established a field hospital there, treating uh, sick and wounded and uh, speaking Arabic. Uh, it was amazing. Well, the suspense is killing me. Uh, please let me know, where, where was this? For, for many, many years, I uh, always bypassed telling where the place was. This was uh, the Kurdish revolt in northern Iraq. Mm. And it was one of the most amazing missions I've ever done in my life. It was actually the first mission abroad, which uh, gave me the, the scent of what it's all about to do a mission with uh, very little equipment, with very little resources, and with a lot of goodwill and knowledge and know-how. I'm not telling the story this time. I will tell it another time. Uh, Kurdistan uh, is still in, in, in my emotions and in my blood. But uh, the point here to this story is that uh, I was all alone, thinking, not having anybody to talk to. And our communication with home was through cables and letters which came about a month later with the monthly jeep that came across the border from uh, the neighboring country. And in, in a letter, Yardena said, I'm traveling to England. And that got me thinking. And I wrote back, a long letter saying, you go to England, when you, go, when you come back, I want to marry you. And her response was dictated as a cable, as a, a telegram message, which was sent through the ropes of uh, what we call the office, which is actually uh, Mossad. Mm -hmm. And it has to be deciphered, and all the nouns are letters of the alphabet to be deciphered 24 hours later in a separate telegram. So the telegram arrived 
translated from Hebrew into English, from English into cipher, from cipher into Hebrew, and then actually English, and it said A is not going to B. She doesn't need to tell you what to do in this case, which was completely different from what she meant. And the next day came A, Yardena, B, England. Hmm. So Yardena is not going to England. And I cabled back waiting after I land. And uh, I did land, and we did get married. Hmm. And it is the beginning of, uh, what is it now, 54 years of marriage? Yeah. And for both of us, it was a complete change of life and uh, all for the better. Thank you so much for joining us on this adventure. This show was recorded and edited by me, Yoni Alkin, and it would not be made possible without the wonderful help of my brother, Shai Alkin. The music you're hearing right now and in the beginning is by the awesome Jefferson Berge, and you can find more about us at docktales.org. I hope you join us again here at Docktales, and in the meanwhile, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. Thank you.